Welcome to Literally Nothing Matters Podcast, where your new besties, Amanda and Caitlin, will chat openly about everything that no one is talking about, but everyone is secretly thinking. Together, we will debunk wellness trends, navigate relationships, and begin the journey to become the best versions of ourselves. At the end of the day, just remember, literally nothing matters. So grab your favorite beverage and meet us every Monday for our weekly date. Wait, did we just become best friends? Yep. All right, well, shall we just jump right in? Let's do it, sister. Let's do it. Welcome back. Welcome back to Literally Nothing Matters. We're so excited to be here today. So excited. It's a lovely, crispy fall Sunday. Mm-hmm. The air be crispin'. I need to get out there and take Poe for a W. He's actually I just know. standing here staring at me, being like, hello, is it I time? Know. I know. I need to do that too, but we got breakfast this morning, so everything's a little pushed back, you know, a little delayed, so the dogs are mad, but that's okay. Bills What'd are back. What'd you get? Anything good? I get the exact same thing every single time I go to breakfast. I also yeah. eat the same thing every single morning I make breakfast, but when yeah. I go out to breakfast, I get a cheese omelet, sourdough bread, and my home fries well done every single time. Sounds like an amazing order. You just like can't lose, you know? Like, there's no questions. It's like you can't really F it up, so... Yeah. Just, what kind of cheese in the omelet? That's an important question. American. I'm pretty boring. I might spice it up at some point, but you know. No goat cheese in an omelet is to die. Yeah, I don't know if I can have goat cheese. I don't know. I like don't really know about the cheeses when you're pregnant because they say no soft cheeses. I don't know what that means. Oh, I like forgot about those rules. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like goat cheese counts as a soft cheese. I would think so, but like who knows? And then again, you think about different countries and they're all eating like raw fish over in Japan while right. they're pregnant. And so like, I think we're all going to make it, but yeah, it's one fine. of those things. It's not as bad as, you know, having a shot at your bachelorette party. Like I, I did when I thought it was a mocktail. Do you remember that? Um, Sure do. And someone, mm-hmm. yeah, they handed you a quote unquote mocktail. It was actually a tequila sunrise. A- Full tequila drink. Yep. Yep. I got a nice, uh, nice shot of tequila. So that was fun. Yeah. The baby instantly was just swimming around. (laughs) I was like, that's not a mocktail. They're like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Your face was just like, "Mm, well, it's funny because you don't have alcohol for a while and then you taste it. You're like, whoa, that's overwhelming, you know, but that's okay. That's okay. People drink through their whole pregnancies. So I think one little sip we'll be okay but you'll it was be really- you'll be good but like if you're gonna have a sip that's not what you want a sip of like you want a sip of like totally. delicious wine or like something that you actually want to taste <laughs> yeah and I'm not a hard alcohol girly anyways so but that's okay I had my fun my craziness at your bachelorette party. you had a crazy wild <laughs> night out Anyways, so let's get started. We're going to do kind of like a split C. We're going to talk about the book that we just read. We're going to give you an update on our lives. Yeah. And just kind of shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah, girl. Well, let's start with Rose Thorne. Let's do it. What's going on in your life, girlfriend? Um. Well, Rose would definitely be the bachelorette party. Like it yeah. was. I was unwell. Like I it was almost a little bit of like, you should look into this girlfriend and get professional help because like I was so like emotional afterwards and like grateful and felt like I needed like legit was like drafting out these like novels of text to everyone oh my God. about how like I don't deserve your love. And like I had to take a step back and be like, you do like deserve it a little bit. So just like accept it and say thank you and just soak up the happiness. Like yes. chill the fuck out. <laughs> yes. It was Sorry. honestly like my favorite bachelorette party I've been to. And it that takes a lot to be pregnant at a bachelorette party because yeah. like you're kind of like, oh, this is going to be, you know, like you're just going to have to like get through it because you're probably going to be tired. You're going to be out late. You're just like going with it. 
But it was honestly like if I were to draft up the perfect time, it would have been that. Like you were so casual. We could do what we wanted to do. We had so much fun. We just like did girly things. And it was so nice. Well, I'm glad that you felt that way because I felt that way. (laughs) Yeah, it was so nice. And just like no stress, no pressure for anything. I loved it. Good. That's like the feeling, the vibe that I wanted to give out. But you never know like how people are actually, you know perceiving it on the other side. I also was laughing looking back when um, we were recording the Bachelorette episode and how I was like, the dress up themes are too much. Don't make everyone match. And then like, you guys did that, but in such like a perfect way, but I felt like such a bitch that I said that. No, it was so beautiful. I think it was exactly what you kind of described because we did like, so let's just describe how our bachelorette party did or went for yeah. our for our little schedule. Yeah, so let's go through the I wasn't there on Thursday. What did you do on Thursday night? So Thursday, um, a group of us took the ferry over and then we got to the Airbnb and um they sent me to or me and one other girl went to the grocery store, did that, and then went back to the house, but they were still like setting up decorations. So I lounged in the backyard while which was like hilarious because I was like lounging on this like wonderful backyard set while I could this house was insane it was it was like the best besides when like it sprung a lake but but honestly yeah we'll get there when we get there um which was like hilarious because I could just see like because it was bright out so you can't really see inside but I could just see like heads running around and balloons like blowing around everywhere so they like set up the decorations and it looked so cute. And then we went to um, this little like jetty beach bar, got mudslides, got some like fried seafood dinner and went back to the house, chilled and then went to bed. It was like amazing. Just like so the best. Okay. Yeah. And then on Friday we did, we stayed in and we got pizzas and we dressed up as the era tour for Mandy. Yeah. And that, that was, was so fun. much fun. I feel like that was just so simple and like hysterical. And you obviously loved it, which I feel like is so important. Cause like I was crying. There for. Right. Yeah. You were cracking up. I was dying laughing. You guys were so funny. I also just wasn't expecting it. Like we went to Cisco during the day and like had a good time. There was live music. There were dogs everywhere. There was this one dog that I ran into 25 times throughout the mm-hmm. weekend. Jack. Jack. My yeah. love. Um, and so I was like, just like the happiest buzzed when I got home, I took a shower out in like the outside shower. And then we did the errors tour and I was just sitting in the kitchen and all of you guys were like scurrying around upstairs. And I was like, what is actually happening right now? And then I just died of laughter. If you want to see that head over to our reels because it's epic. And yeah. then on Saturday, we went to the beach, which was so lovely. It was so chill and like whatever. Amazing. There's no one else on the beach too, which was incredible. I feel like September was a fabulous time to go to Nantucket. It was amazing. I loved that the house had bikes too. Yeah. We got to like bike to the store and get our breakfast sandwiches, like just living that island life. Yeah. Um, also, did Becca coordinate for everyone to wear black bathing suits? Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even put two and two together until I was looking at all the pictures and I was like, hold the phone. (laughs) Yeah. But of course in her, in her little like sense, she was like, yeah, if you guys have a black bathing suit, but don't go out and buy one. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) Oh my God. Luckily, I feel like everyone has a black bathing suit. Yeah, no, exactly. It was just like color looks better. (laughs) You Brayback sisters are all like the best and just so like kind and loving and easy breezy and I feel like that just makes it so much better yeah um but anyway so we went to the beach and then we got some bougie ass dinner and like felt like queens I loved it we got all these like little tapas style I guess and even as a vegetarian I think I probably ate more than anyone at the table they had some (laughs) good vegetarian options yeah yeah it was a good dinner but then that's where it took a turn for the worst for myself personally I was like for don't speak for me I had a great night you're like I had a wonderful time I'm like excuse me don't talk about my weekend like that (laughs) listen I had a great night as well (sighs) but I just was not expecting it to take such a turn 
So Mark's mm-hmm. um, best friend lives on Nantucket. And then one of his other best friends was on the island for the weekend. And so we went to a bar, um, all the ladies after dinner went to a bar and grabbed a drink. That was when um, Caitlin was drugged with tequila. Mm-hmm. I'm just drinking. No big deal. Caitlin was just like drinking all the tequila on the island of Nantucket. Yeah. Like it's fine. fine. (laughs) She's just like a chill mom, you know? I'm just a cool mom. Yeah. And um, we were all about to get in an Uber home. And we were like, let's go home and watch like that new interactive rom-com on Netflix. Like we'll watch Bridesmaids. We're going to lay down. You were so pumped for it. I was down for it. Like I had a few glasses of champagne at dinner. I was feeling myself and I was Mm -hmm. like, we have reached the peak. Let's go be horizontal. Um, But one of Mark's friend that was um, there was like, oh my God, we like, like, just bought you a drink. Come have a drink. And so I felt bad. As the Ubers were showing up and I was like, well, this girl's getting in the Uber. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. A hundred percent. So I like ran out and I just told everyone, I was like, I'm going to have a drink with them and then I'll Uber back. And, um, one of our other friends stayed with me. But little did I know that it was just going to like take a turn, which I should have known yeah. instantly. I knew the moment I heard that she bought you a drink. I was like, goodbye, Mandy. Farewell. Yeah. Like, I feel like it just like be, be real girlfriend, yeah. be real. Um, but it was super fun. Like he, Mark's friend that lives on the island, his girlfriend um, is a sommelier at another restaurant and they just opened up like a speakeasy in like the basement of the restaurant or like i don't even, even know. know you went to some another place oh yeah literally oh ian looked at me after i had the glass of champagne that darcy bought me and he goes so are we gonna have a night tonight oh my god and at that point i was like i guess so we're gonna jump off the deep end okay yeah, so he took me to that speakeasy, me and Galen, and then um, I drank all of the champagne on the island of Nantucket, never yes, switched to something else, no. um, went home, Galen and I were having a giggly little time out on the porch, projectiled all over the hydrangea bushes, <laughs> champagne just coming out the nose. Um, there is like a hilarious picture, which I don't know if I can post on Instagram, <laughs> but I've never seen someone with so much joy radiating from their body as they're puking. Like I'm just dying laughing, like still <laughs> having a great time. And then the next day was the worst day of my life. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Cause we literally had to take every single mode of transportation home as you do off of Nantucket. So we had to take an Uber. We had to take um, the ferry. <laughs> we had to take the trolley. Is that what it's called? The bus to get back to it was the car. And then we had the worst traffic Big of traffic. our lives. Um, I don't know how you survived because I was obviously not hungover. And I was nauseous on all of these things too. And I was praying yeah. for you. The whole car ride home, which took almost three and a half hours for me. I was like, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> honestly though like it was such a this is one of my um thorns was because like I had such a mix of emotions where like I'm glad that I like got that time to spend with like Mark's friends that was like really nice of them and I did have so much fun but at the same time like there is no worse feeling than a hangover Mm -hmm. like that and I like swore to myself that I would never feel one like that again and I guess if you're gonna do it it should be on your bachelorette party like it was such a mix of emotions of like it is your bachelorette party like if there's ever to have a time like that that is it yeah but I feel like I've also worked so hard on my relationship with alcohol that I was like really annoyed with myself that I like yeah just didn't stick to the boundaries that I set for myself and nowadays okay and also like the people pleaser in me or not even people pleaser just like wanting to make sure that like everyone else was having a good time and like feeling bad that I like sort of felt like I ditched everyone and even though I'm sure everyone was like right now we can just like yeah I was like yeah Right. Yeah. Well, at least you're to the point where you can kind of reflect on it and like come at it as just kind of like 
a reflection instead of like beating yourself up and making it into this big anxious thing and then just moving on donkey Kong. okay because like you said it was your bachelorette party it's not like this happens every weekend um but I totally hear you because I feel the same way when that happens yeah and it's just like oh I'm like mad that I was like so dead the next day like I could have went and got muffins with you and Emma and Katie and had coffee and instead I was just like behind a dumpster throwing up before the ferry you were a champ though you were a complete champ like when we were on the ferry we were inside first and I was like oh no I can't do this like no one else said anything and I was like how am I the one that didn't drink and I can't be inside on the ferry and I was like I'm going outside oh I was was glad that you did because I needed someone else (laughs) and it was like kind of misting and we're all just getting like sprayed with water and we're like this feels so good oh I was actually wet like sitting we all have sunglasses on but it's dark (laughs) yes I think there is a picture of me and you just sitting there like Mm -hmm. (laughs) but honestly being outside on the ferry I think saved me for like hours like I didn't get sick again until like a little while into the car trip so bless your heart blessings (laughs) (laughs) I know I texted Emma and I was like how was she on her car car ride back? And she was like, not well. And I was like, no. thank God I was not with you because I would have been throwing up. If I oh. see someone throwing up, I'm like, nope. I happening. felt so bad. I threw up probably like three times in the car ride. But like, they all like, always throw up. So I'm sure they were like, whatever. That's <laughs> true. For the people that were in the car, like, thank goodness. Because like, I feel like Emma is used to it. Yeah. Cassie always up throwing up because she has like yeah. stomach ulcers <laughs> and motion sickness. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like crying. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have to, right? Get out of the car. Get out, right? <laughs> I feel like we have to give like an MVP award to Cassandra Sudak. Oh my um, God, she is another one that is just insane. Like cracking up and then like looks over and throws up. I'm like, literally, going this on? girl, dead sober, didn't have an, one drink the entire weekend. But her motion sickness is out of this world. And the streets of Nantucket are not that. Cobblestones. Like back road, like beach roads, potholes. Like every time you get out of a car, Cassie would be like 20 feet behind us, thrown up in a bush, and then run back. I'd be like, hi, I'm good. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Champion. So all in all, it was lovely. It was lovely. Just take throwing up away. And it yeah. was honestly perfect. Just take that away. And it was amazing. It was my dream vacation to be real. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should do like a fall girls trip to Nantucket again. Yeah. Like exactly. a well, a girls wellness retreat. <laughs> I love that so much. So much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So was that your Rose Anderthorn? Yeah. Um, I have one other thorn just because there's a video to go along with it that I'll share eventually, but I locked myself out of the house on Friday. Okay. Like Mark, it was like middle of the day, Mark was at work and I was like, I called him and he was like, I can't leave it. Like I have meetings and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to be stuck out here for hours. I had Poe with me. It was like sort of misting out. Mm. I was like so tired. I had things I wanted to get done. And so I scaled the wall like Spider-Man and snuck in through the window. That's hysterical. Literally stacked like garbage cans on top of each other, climbed them and then still had to like jump and dive through the window. And right before I was about to do it, I was like, you know what? For the community, this must be filmed. That is hysterical. So can't wait to see that. Yeah. Spidey girl. Anyways, what's going on with you? What's your rose and thorn? I love that. Um, I'll start with my thorn. So my thorn has been that I've been feeling super lazy lately. And I feel like I get to this crossroads a lot where I'm just like, oh, I just need to just like sit down. My body's telling me to just sit down. And so I do, but then I feel guilty about it. And I'm like, oh, but I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Um, And so I've been kind of like, trying to figure out if it's my body telling me to slow down or if I'm falling into the whole like the body that stays in rest yeah or the body that's in rest stays in rest type of thing yeah and it's just hard being pregnant because you're trying to be really sensitive with your body um and like listen to all the signs like everyone tells you to 
Um, and so it's just like, oh my God, I just don't know the answer. Like when I do chill all day, my body ends up being achy because I'm just sitting, you know? So I feel like I need to have more of a balance because there are days where I go like balls to the wall and clean the whole house and do all these crazy things. And then the next day I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sit on the couch. And then I feel guilty about both days. And so I feel like I just need to find more of a balance, but it's harder said than done. I mean, totally. You're literally pregnant and have a like one-year-old. Yeah. Like you got a lot going on. I do, but it's just an annoying feeling, you know? I know. I feel like that's it's a struggle when you want to live more like intuitively, but sometimes it's like, okay, is this my intuition or am I just being a lazy sack of shit? Because I truly cannot tell. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, that's the best word for it. I just want to live intuitively, but I do believe that like a body in in rest stays in rest and a body movement stays in movement and all of those things. So well, maybe you make a little like routine for yourself, like. Yeah, but, there but then just... I also don't really love that either of like living to like every day, like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to do a load of laundry and on Tuesday, I'm going to clean the floors or something like that. I'm like, that doesn't feel right for me. Like yeah. the same thing with a workout schedule. Like I just feel like that's where I can kind of do well with my intuition and knowing yeah. which ways my body wants to move. And so I feel like sometimes getting locked into those things is like more detrimental than helpful. Oh, totally. But- that's my complaint. And my rose is <laughs> my rose is something that I shared with my husband the other day. And I was like, should I say this out loud? Because I feel like it might come off as um, I don't even know the word, like just annoying, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I said to him, I was like, we're sitting in bed and we kind of were talking about all the like plans that we have moving forward in the future. Like, of course we're having this baby and he wants to get a bigger boat. And so that means selling the boat and, or not a bigger boat, a different boat. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've been talking about kind of like, maybe we want to try to get another house, like a New Hampshire or something or buy property. So years later we can build on it or something. And we're always doing these things and talking about all the things that we still have to do. We both need a new car. We both need this. We're still doing this. And I was like, I just sat there and I was like, you know what? I've never been happier in my life though. And he was like, what? And I was like, honestly, like I think about my whole life trajectory and it's just incredible what we have and what we've built so far. And I just feel like I just had a moment, like a revelation. And I think it might be due to my hormones being crazy, (laughs) but it's like so cool to actually think about where you've come from, you know, and everything that you've accomplished. And I know some people might not be at a place where they feel that way right now. And that's why I was like, I don't know if I want to share this because I don't want to be triggering or be that person that like makes you feel bad, but it's like, I don't think so. I think there's just so much to be proud of. And I feel like we don't let the process of being proud of ourselves or being happy Cause we're just in the constant motion a lot of the time. So that was such a nice, just kind of like feeling. And I guess I hadn't felt that way before. So. I love that. That's not annoying at all. Yeah. Um, and I'm also kind of like trying to process while not working. I've been coming up a lot of the times thinking like, well, what am I going to do? Like, what's my next accomplishment going to be? You know, when we first started this, we talked about like introducing ourselves. And I always come back to that idea of like, we kind of come up with our accolades first. I'm a teacher. Bless you. Thank you. Um, you know, all of these things. I'm a wife. I'm a mom, all of these things. But it's like, and I kind of am still stuck in that of like, all right, well, what should I be doing? You know, like what are these big things instead of just doing what feels good? And so just being in that, realizing it is kind of powerful in itself. Yeah. I think it's an important reminder for anyone. Like you don't have to like, be thinking about what property you're gonna buy or have like i don't know why the only thing that's coming to mind is home ownership but like own a home to like be able to sit and reflect like maybe it's like wow look at all of this like healing and growth i've done in therapy look at this like accomplishment i did at my job like there are so many things to just like it's like a perspective of gratitude. And I think that's important yeah. to reflect on. Maybe, maybe people just think that way in general. But for me, this was a revelation. <laughs> no, I feel like our culture thinks very much the opposite where it's always like, what's the next accomplishment? What's the next milestone? Like our society is so like, check the boxes, you know? Yep. So I think it's easy to get lost in that. That's great. Yeah. 
So that's my rose and thorn. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. Should we jump into our book club? Let's talk about the book club. <laughs> oh my gosh. The book club number one. <sighs> the paper oh plus. The paper palache. I was like, what? Did I have been saying that wrong the whole time? <laughs> oh my God. Yes, you have. I like that you have the copy because I rented it from the library. So I couldn't actually go back and like look at all of the chapters and not, I had to look at your notes. I was like, perfect. I'll just pop <laughs> off of her. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wanted to buy it. So that way on my bookshelf, I can start a shelf of all of our book club books. That's amazing. Look at you. Thinking. So don't worry. I'll I'll take care of it over there. And Thank you. Take the content. Ugh, um, all right. What were your give like? Us, give oh, us a synopsis of what the story was about. Um. Okay. So basically, so this is gonna like I hope you all know this is gonna be like girly time book club, not like literary scholar time book club. Mm -hmm. Especially like I finished this book like over a month ago because I just read it when I went on like a fucking nine hour car ride again. Aunt Debbie, I'm sorry. Um, so like, I don't fully remember all the details. However, the mm. paper Palace stars, um, this woman, Elle Bishop, but it's also about generations of her family trauma with mm. a big old T. Yeah. So, this is big T trauma. Yeah. The story unfolds over 24 hours when Elle is being a naughty, naughty girl. Um, cheating on her loving British husband with her childhood flame, Jonas. But it also unfolds over, I can't remember, like 50 years or something, um, talking about like her family legacy and all of the craziness that were her parents and her grandparents. Yeah. Does that about sum it up? <laughs> that was beautiful. No, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Perfect um let's do our thoughts maybe and then we can look at this the discussion questions and see if we have anything to give there <laughs> okay. so I felt like when I was reading this when while I was reading it I was so captivated by it because I feel like she was a great author she can yeah. she writes beautifully um she kept me focused on what I was reading because she was so like elegant and descriptive you could kind of like paint the picture in your head uh -huh. and I feel like that kind of going to the wayside if you look at our literature these days of just oh like God, yeah teen romance I feel like that's like the most of the other stuff I read yes. I'm like so that was cool to kind of like get something different um I also thought the plot was so captivating it was like this one main plot and then all of these right. different bubbles around it which I feel like was really cool um and it made me reflect a ton and kind of like put myself in her shoes and I was constantly questioning like what would I do here oh my god yeah I totally yeah. agree I feel like like in hearing this book it could have been very confusing it could have been like really um like hard to focus because it like was so many different storylines and moving pieces and like one minute you're in the present day one minute it's 50 years ago but like I didn't feel that way at all there were a couple times where I had to refresh like character names or whatever but like the um like descriptions and imagery chef's kiss yes chef's kiss there were a few yes. times where I was like taken aback where I was like that was such a beautiful way of saying that yeah yeah but also in the other realm going the opposite direction it also made me really uncomfortable at times because she is so descriptive yes more trigger warnings please like maybe i should have read into it more serious but like, stuff going on in this story dear golly yeah yeah like when okay wait i feel like i wrote down like i have too many tabs open right now <laughs> um do, 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 do. Okay, in chapter two, my note was capital F her parents. Like, honestly, so shocked that she didn't end up more messed up. Like, they were awful to her. Like, that quote from chapter two, which was, I think, the first time where I was like, <gasps> and her yeah. mom literally says to her, you have to wash a plate. You don't get a lipstick. I had to give my stepfather blowjobs. All Austin had to do was masturbate him. What can I tell you? Life's not fair. Excuse me, mom? 
Yeah. What do you mean, mom? Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. There was a lot of that. And so I wrote down one of my notes too of like, it made me super uncomfortable at times because there was a lot of childhood sexual abuse through the generations. Um, And the way that it was handled made me kind of be like, oh, that's, that's fake. Like this is totally a fiction story. But I think it was my mind's way of processing it to be like, no, that can't be real because it was so like disgusting to read. Like a mom Um, would never do that. A mom would never put her kid in that scenario when like, Mm-hmm. I think that's how, yeah, we process things and like protect ourselves when really like this stuff really does trickle down from generation to generation and like it does happen like that. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Yeah. And it is the reality of a lot of children, um, which is just insane. Um, so I feel like that was that was something to reflect on, too. Um, And I also thought it was like a neat storyline to take childhood trauma and then see the effects of it as an adult, because I feel like she was dealing with things because of what happened when she was so young. And a lot of the time we like blame adults for things that they do. But it's like, if you look at anyone's life, like I always come back to the quote of like hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. So like if you were hurt as a kid, you're probably pretty effed up as an adult. You know, but I also think the quote, like, healed people heal people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's so unfair that kids go through this, but it's like the way you handle things um, is really telling of who you can become. Yeah. And I feel like it, not to like give her parents a pass by any means, but when you're dealing with your own you know, different things, whether it's, you know, big trauma like this or, you know, other types of trauma or whatever it is. Um, it can be a little bit healing to recognize like where it comes from. And like the fact, like our parents are not heroes. Like, yes, it's their job to like love and protect us, but like they are also human beings dealing with their own experiences and trauma and, it can be, I think, sometimes healing, obviously, sometimes not, um, to realize that, like, oh, my God, like, they went through their own things, too. Like, this is their own learned behavior from their own traumas. Right. So one of the things that I kept coming back to was, so Elle was sexually abused. She was raped as a child from her stepbrother, mm-hmm. and that was the biggest thing that you saw kind of throughout the story and the way that she was living her life today was because of this trauma, which makes so much sense. Um, And I just kept thinking about this big idea of there's so much pressure to not stay quiet when something like this happens. And so much of when I was reading, I was like, tell your mom what happened, you know? And it's like, there were moments where like she almost did, or she almost told someone. And then I was like, but who am I to say like, start your healing process, you know? And I kept coming back to the idea of like, I would get mad at her because she wasn't saying anything. And I was like, okay, but I'm now being part of the problem because I'm putting pressure on any women in these types of scenarios to like, tell your story, don't be quiet. But instead, like, what if we offered support to all of women's decisions or people who went through this trauma um, and just trusted them to know what's best for them and when the time might be that they wanted to voice their opinion. Um, because I feel like just on the opposite side of like this, this type of sexual abuse, it's like, I think that some people just need to like, for themselves, like just accept it. And that's their way of healing, you know, instead of like sharing every detail, you know, I think that there's healing in both. And that was like an interesting concept for me to reflect on. Yeah, totally. And like, she didn't really grow up in the type of family that supported each other and were like soft with each other and opened up to each other. Like it was even interesting to me, like to reflect on how the two sisters dealt with their experiences differently. Like as far as we know, her name, Anne, Anna, I don't remember. Um, Anna. Yeah. Uh, we were never told of any like sexual trauma from her, but they still grew up with like the same 
you know, absent father, unreliable mm -hmm. father, unreliable mother, like the crazy stuff that the mom would do and say, and the guys in and out of the life and everything. And it was interesting to see how the two characters two characters who grew up in the same scenario, like dealt with things very differently and also like didn't lean on each other instead kind of like grew apart and chose to deal with things separately, which yep. was super interesting. Um, and I feel like you actually see that a lot in yeah. too. And it's like, why, why does that happen rather than like, especially with two sisters, you would kind of think like, oh, they would, I don't know, become closer because of it. Right, right. Um, um okay who was your favorite character wait one more thing on okay. the thing with like telling and everything i felt like okay. when um like she felt so ashamed when conrad like she realized like what conrad was doing like sneaking into his room every night and then like mm -hmm. when he raped her how like it was such a reflection on how much of a problem it is the way that women are like taught about sex and like the narrative about losing virginity like you're losing this precious piece of yourself and now you're less valuable and now you're tainted and disgusting and like you should be so ashamed and like she put so much shame on herself when really like he should have felt ashamed like he was the monster in that scenario yeah and is it bad that like, yeah, he was a kid, but like he would have grown up to be a very dangerous man that like, I was happy that she let him drown. Oh, 100%. Okay, good. 100%. I'm like, no, maybe that makes me a psycho, but especially when you find out that he raped his own sister, like, goodbye, yeah. you belong to yeah. the ocean now. Yes. And like, he That's obviously is a very hurt person too. Like bad things definitely happened to him as a kid, which is yep. so sad because he didn't have to turn out like that. But like, Goodbye, farewell. Yes. Yep. No, exactly. I definitely was like, good riddance. Good yeah. riddance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, okay. Carry on. Okay. So I was thinking there were more characters in this story that I hated that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> I was That's like, so true. Because when you just asked me that, like I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, because you always try to find someone you connect to or that you want to root for. And I think that the only person I was like, oh, I really like this person was Peter, the one like yeah. getting cheated on because he just seemed like such I a agree. good person and just like a solid, like steady character throughout the story. Um, yeah. But of course, we hadn't seen his side of the story, which is always an interesting perspective, too, of like... Right. There's always two sides to the story. So what's going on in your life? But no, he was definitely my favorite character. I just found like everyone else in the story. I was like, oh, I'm not fond of you. I This is blah, blah, blah. And no, I totally agree. I feel like Jonas pissed me off. Yeah. He was annoying. And yeah. like, obviously the toxic version of myself that grew up with rom-coms and everything did root for them to be together a little bit. Yeah. You know, like you catch yourself and you're like, yeah. no, Peter is right. perfect. And like, screw this guy. Like you're just fantasizing about what could be because it, you've never been allowed to go there. Right. Yeah. But she was um, pissing me off, even though I felt bad for her. I know. Ugh. I know. Um, but that brings me to the idea of kind of like at the end of the story, I was thinking about this idea of lust versus love, because mm. I think you put on our Instagram story, which team are you like team Jonas or team Peter? Yeah. And it's like, at, at points, I totally agree where it was like your little teenage heart is like rooting for this lust, right. pure soulmate type of love. But like, but it's, it's not like, that. No, it's not. It's lust. And it's this kind of like, it's such a hormone like high of, oh, what could happen? Let me chase this person, you know? Um, and then it got me in thinking about like marriage. And I was thinking like uh -huh. the idea that marriage, it's not a life sentence. Okay. And it's always a choice. So like, yeah, you don't have to stay in something that you're not happy in. Um, but knowing that marriage is more than lust is so powerful. And I feel like it just made me think so much about like, 
why would you even let yourself get to that point? Like if you're really not happy with your relationship, like that's not, you're not like in a death sentence, you know, like when I got married, I always said to Chad, like before we got married, I was like, if we get married, we're never getting divorced. Like we're never doing it. And I remember because like my parents got divorced and his parents got divorced and I was like, so against it. And now I'm like all for divorce. (laughs) I'm like, Chad, if you are unhappy and he always says this to me too, like if you're unhappy, leave, like leave before we destroy what we have, you know? Um, and luckily we're nowhere near that place, but it's like, just like, divorce that. me, do it. <laughs> I'm like a Dario. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes people just think of this marriage as like a jail, like you're here for life, you know? And right. it's like, no, it's a choice. Like love is a choice. Um, and she just like annoys me that she went and like messed things up because if you really feel like you shouldn't be in your marriage, then don't be in your marriage and, and then don't, don't screw other boys. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially where it feels like her and Peter had a very solid, steadfast relationship. Like she talked about, this was one of the imagery things that I remember being like, oh my God, this is so nice. She described Peter as like a birch tree or something like that. Like so solid and rooted, but also like has a softness about him and like that's exactly your a dream husband you know mm-hmm. yep and instead of like going and getting help for all of the stuff that she's been through she just like lets herself get swept away in a big fat nothing burger because yeah. of course of course it was such a sexually charged thing cuz it's been what like 20 years or something of you pining for this person so when you're reading and you're all swept up in the emotions you're like there is that part of you where like oh my god it's so romantic they have to be together when really like the reality is like they're two toxic traumatized people yeah that are just like blowing up their lives think of the kids yeah yeah and like even if she chose like not to be with Jonas in the end, your marriage is never going to be the same because you're either going to be harboring that secret, which eventually will come between you, or like you're going to choose to tell him, which will come between you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Not great. Do you think that it also made me like, oh, and this goes back to my point of like, let the survivor decide their healing journey. Like yeah. I wanted her to tell Peter so badly about the situation and I wonder like what that would have done for their relationship if she was like more trusting in that yeah. conversation because like I get not telling the mom in that because I feel like she mom wasn't showed her a million times over that she can't really be right. there for her yeah but like yeah your husband I mean trust me those conversations are not easy but mm-hmm it brings you so much closer to someone when you can open up to a really dark side of yourself. Yeah. And I feel like Peter is the type, it seemed, that he would have just, like, been there for her. Yeah. I agree. Sad. Do you think, because they didn't really give, like, a very clear, clear answer, do you think she ended up with Jonas or she stayed with Peter? I know that was another. I hated that. Led to the imagination. I know. I know. I want to believe she stayed with Peter. Yeah, but for how long? I do not know. Right. So, yeah. But I guess like it does make it a better book because it leaves you with such an emotional response, and it kind of gives readers an opportunity to just yeah like leave it up to their imagination and like choose what they want the ending to really be yeah yeah um okay let me just look through my notes real quick and make sure that i said all the things i wanted to say (laughs) yeah i totally did okay all the questions that i found were like I feel like literary (laughs) yes i was like i don't know how to answer this am i going back to school (laughs) But should we try to answer them? And <laughs> how about I liked which one did I like? Um, 
I think we talked about the like what's the outcome of keeping secrets yeah how does that play out like just in your life I think that that's something that is so meaningful um and then I like the idea of like think of a time you kept a secret and I was like do I still have a couple secrets up my sleeve you're like oh my god skeletons in my closet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's funny because I feel like I do but they're more of like how I feel about situations like there's not like big things that have happened that I haven't shared but it's more of like maybe I'm not being completely truthful in how I have felt about them yeah that's fair. I'm not gonna share that right now so don't even come at me <laughs> you don't even have to girl you don't have to uh was there a question that kind of stuck out to you I mean honestly I just reread them and like ugh, no <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why was the novel called The Paper Palace? Like, oh my God. We know why. It told us why because the Cape Cod house. I will say that I loved that it was set in Cape Cod and like the imagery was so spot on. And Mark's parents' cottage is like set back in the woods Mm -hmm. with all these different like trails and stuff behind it. And it's right across the street from a big pond, too. So definitely not as like, woodsy and campy but like there were a lot of parallels that were fun to like imagine in my head because it's like one of my favorite places that like has a lot of meaning for me so that was a big bonus cherry on top Mm -hmm. but you know what I think that this question is actually kind of interesting when it was like why is it called the paper palace and then another question that correlates with that what parallel exists between the camp and the people who inhabit it because I think Uh it goes to this idea of like what's around you is actually what's inside of you. And so like, if you look around your house and you're like, oh my God, it's so cluttered. I'm never going to like get through all of this crap. It's like, that's likely what's happening in your own head. Um, And so I feel like, ooh, thank you, Maki Mak. Coming out fresh out of donkeys. I love it. I muted him so he wouldn't be on the pod, but he said that's right. (laughs) Surprised he's not wearing his hat hat. No, no, right. (laughs) um but I just think that a lot of like it's funny you walk into some people's houses and you're like this makes sense you know you know like this is exactly what I pictured yes like this is who you are and I think that that was cool that the author was that good of an author to be able to show like this house is so like easygoing part at the drop of a hat type of thing and it's made of nothing um, like structurally safe the foundation is not there totally. <laughs> and I think that that's exactly what the characters were like too like yeah we're yes. looking pretty we're just like going with the flow but like but we are unwell we're falling apart <laughs> I also wonder look at me using my AP literary brain um if it could be like um symbolism metaphor analogy one of those words for like marriage itself or like Elle and uh, Peter's marriage where it's Ooh. like the thing you build up, but really it's like super fragile, especially when you don't have that foundation of like full honesty and like connectedness. Yeah. That all yeah. just kind of tumbling down. Woo. I like it. Look at us go. Um, first pumpkin coffee of the seas. How is it? Is this your first coffee at 11 o'clock in the morning? Oh, no, no, no. First pumpkin coffee of the okay. season. Okay. Um, I did have a coffee at like 7 o'clock when I first woke up. Okay, I also you. have not drank any water yet today. <laughs> <laughs> I have been on a health kick. Here is my water. I put sea salt in it every you are. with some lemon. Oh, okay. you're, following, you're following the mm-hmm. the rules that Katie told us. Yeah, I'm too cheap to buy the actual like elements little packet. So oh, I just so expensive. Every day I'm like, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I know. Like, every day I have to buy something else for the wedding and I'm like, tomorrow. <laughs> no, yeah, we're surviving. Okay. We're surviving. Yes. Um, okay, what rating would you get it give it? How many stars? Like a one to five. One to five. Five being the best, one being Okay. Big I would give it a four. Mm-hmm. I think because I wanted more answers and I wanted more of that just like 
I don't even know the word for it. I love when like things work out the way I want them to work out. Oh, totally. <laughs> As anyone does. Um, and so I wanted that like fairy tale ending, I guess. And so that's yeah. just me and my personality. And so that's why I wouldn't give it a five out of five. But the writing was so spot on. The characters were so interesting and it kept my attention really the whole time. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I think maybe I would give it a five because I feel like one, I have come to realize in my reading journey that I am pretty easy to please. Like I give a lot of five stars and <laughs> not that tough of a critic. Um, I think I also realized that if I allow myself to fully like submerge into a book, like, if you know the environment is right like an eight hour car ride and then lots of pool time you're gonna like it a lot more than if like you pick it up one day and then a week later you pick it up which i've been doing recently so true so yeah loved it would have liked um some trigger warnings which maybe i would have gotten if i googled the book yeah, that's on you, boo. No, I'm kidding. But... <laughs> Imagine if you opened a novel and it was like, trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> rape and masturbation. <laughs> Literally. But actually, if you're going to read it, trigger warning. <laughs> yeah. I know. I actually. Think it's good. It's not like. everywhere now. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're like. Like life is triggering. Okay. Just heads up. You're born. Trigger yeah. warning. <laughs> trigger warning. The world is icky. <laughs> the world's terrible. Oh, okay. that's terrible, and that's all we got. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love all it. Right. All right, all right, so that was good. We will decide on book number two and get back to you guys. Yeah, um, we'll throw up a poll on the good old IG maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow and like let us know what you're thinking. Cool, let's do it. All right, love you dearly. Um, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram, we've been popping off. Mm-hmm. with um, our reels <laughs> so follow sure us there like literally Truth. nothing matters pod if you want to look at our gorgeous faces um subscribe to our youtube and yep. you can be one of our like 12 subscribers get in <laughs> get in yeah, while it's fresh and new <laughs> um get on the ground floor you and- know what there was an exciting announcement i'm gonna put it out there right now so we actually do it we are going to be putting out merch. So after yeah, this we meeting, are. Amanda and I are sitting our little tushes down. We're not even getting up and we're figuring the shish out because mm-hmm. they're so cute to not be being sold right now. But so we cute. have just been hitting walls. So we're going to figure it out. <laughs> we are not graphic designers, but it is coming together. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, pop sockets, tote bags, phone cases. You're going to freak out. Yeah, they're actually <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.